back with another book review. We've got a new setting. Decided to go um, upgrade in 2021 and try out a few different um, environments to carry out these book reviews. So you might have seen some of the posts that I've been putting up this week, or last week even, about the chimp paradox. The chimp paradox is arguably one of the most important books that I've read. I probably read it around the year, I want to say 2000, I don't, I can't remember when it came out actually, but it was, it was a good while ago when I actually read it. And it helped me get a, get a handle on what was going on in my head at a time. I was going through a few issues, being reactive, being emotional, and wondering why I was getting myself in these situations. And we'll go into a little bit more of that later on. But it really kind of helped me get a handle and get my head around what was going on in my mind. And essentially, the chimp is your emotional side of the brain, the reactive side of the brain. So when something happens, an event happens, the perception of that event goes straight to the chimp or straight to the emotional side of the brain. It reacts. And if it's perceived to be in danger, then fight, flight or freeze. It's very reactive. And it explains all different kinds of things, how to get a handle on it. And it goes into, I don't want to spoil it and tell you everything that happens in the book. Definitely worth a read and it's probably my all-time top three books. Non-fiction books that I would recommend everyone go and read. It's funny, I was reading it again, I revisited it again to do this review. And I was picking up on things that I've either forgot or that I've read somewhere else recently. And it's, it's talking about it in the Chip Paradox book. It's just another another piece of evidence that I think people need to, to revisit great books. If you find a book that really resonates with you, why carry on reading different subjects and other books and other books? Just read the same book, reread the same book, reread great books as Dan John would say. They are great books for a reason. Now the book, Chip Paradox, is by Dr. Steve Peters. He's famous for coming up with this model, a simplified model of what goes on in our head. And he's worked with the likes of the cycling team for the 2012 London Olympics. He worked with Sir Chris Hoy. He's worked with Liverpool Football Club, uh, more specifically Steven Gerrard. So you can, you can implement the the stuff that he's talking about in The Chimp Paradox, you can implement it in a sporting mindset, sports psychology, or just in everyday life. There's multiple ways you can interpret what he's saying. And it offers loads of practical advice. It's almost like a little bit of a workbook, whereas at the end of each chapter, there's, there's exercises for you to carry out. Honestly, I can't recommend this book highly enough. And with what, we're going through at this particular time in the current state of the world we are very emotional we are very reactive and it is fight or flight 
and this book helps to break down what's going on so you can understand yourself a bit more so let's get into the, the book then so one thing that I did learn and it kind of helps cement it again this, this book for me was all about cementing knowledge that so I read the book many years ago and then I've read numerous amounts of books since and then I came back and revisited it and it was just evidence for me that I'm reading the, the right books and it was it was kind of talking about stuff that I'm, I'm starting to really get my head around at the moment and that is that to fix anything external in the world to try and change stuff in the world and change events that are happening and control the uncontrollables you're not going to do that without changing yourself without changing the inner world or the inner mind as Steve Peters calls it in the book the inner mind I've spoken about this before that your reality is just your perception of reality based on your, your upbringing, based on all the influences in your life and information that you've you've taken in and the people you've you've associated with. So your experience of reality is just your perception of reality. Everybody else has a different perception of reality. So one thing that he does explain is that for you to try and change the world that is what's the population of the world now seven or eight billion so you're trying to change seven or eight billion people's perception of the world it's a pretty daunting task when all you really have to do is change one person's view of the world and that's your view of the world the inner mind the way you perceive events the way you perceive what is happening and essentially that is the whole concept of this book controlling the human we'll go into in a minute the chimp so where your perception of reality is is the way you want to perceive the world. So again, looking for evidence of the things that I'm reading in this book and affirming things that I'm reading are correct. Jeff Thompson refers to the inner, inner mind. Stoicism refers to the inner fortress or the hidden fortress in Islam and the Bhagavad Gita I hope I pronounced that right they talk about the the greater jihad is the the war inside the war in your mind the lesser jihad is the the battle the external battle the bigger jihad is the battle in inside So the way the way that the books broke down, you have your chimp, which is the emotional side of your brain, all around the limbic, the limbic area and the reptilian brain. So it's a it's your chimp brain. It's the first part of the brain to to go through like evolution, to be formed. So the chimp is the emotional reactive side of the brain. The human is the logical side of the brain and he introduces another character which we'll come into a little bit later on but essentially it's the chimp 
and the human. And throughout your day, these two elements work together. Yeah. The paradox of the chimp, the chimp paradox, is that the chimp can be your best friend, it can be your worst enemy. That is the paradox. Yeah. We need the chimp. But when it suits, yeah. So he, he gives a good example about how to define the chimp and um, the chimp paradox, your, your chimp is your best friend and your worst enemy. And he refers it to like owning a dog. So you're not responsible for the nature of the dog, but you are responsible for the behaviour and managing the dog. And the way to manage the chimp is to understand why it behaves the way it does, when it behaves the way it does. And that's the key to, to managing the chimp. And we're going to come into some of the basic tactics and, and tricks that he gives. And I don't want to go through the whole book. I just want to give you a little taster. And we're going to be talking maybe about like the first quarter of the book. But yeah. Go ahead and read this book because it's it's crazy good, really good. The chimp works on feeling, so it doesn't work on logical things that happen. The human, when events happen, the human side of your brain works works on facts. So is this true? What is exactly happening based on fact? The chimp works on emotions and the chimp receives the information first it's important to remember that but the chimp works on feelings now whenever you hear someone say and i learned this from paul Mort recently whenever you hear someone say i feel they're going to be telling you a story and it's going to be from imagination yeah whenever someone starts to say i feel like they're using their imagination. I feel like I'm just banging my head against a brick wall. I feel like using your imagination. Really, you might just be tired. You need a good night's sleep. Maybe you just need to get a handle on your energy. I feel like I want to bang my head against a brick wall. That's not how you feel. It's just a story You're using your imagination. So anytime someone starts to say, I feel like, they're going to tell you a story which is based on imagination, not based on fact. And that's the chimp. So like I said, all information goes to the chimp first. Now what's interesting, and I've not read this book, but I've heard people review it and talk about it, and I've tried to read it myself a few times, and it's, it's difficult because it's, it's supposed to be written for the layman. So obviously I'm, I'm way down the pecking order because I still can't quite get my head around understanding. But it is on the list for me to, to to really get into it and try and understand it. And again, we're always learning. That is a, a little um, project for me to try and read it and, and get my head around it. But the chimp paradox is kind of a an even more basic version of this. And it's Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. I hope I pronounced that right. And... Daniel Kahneman talks about our brains being system one and system two. And I hope I get this in the right order. If not, forgive me. 
system one thinking is automatic yeah so automatic something happens we don't think about it it's automatic pretty much like if someone throws something at you you duck yeah you react to it. that's automatic system two thinking is when we have to actually think about something so have you ever someone's trying to think of a song lyric or the, the artist that sings a song and you can't think of it and you're going oh it's on the tip of my tongue it's on the tip of my tongue but then you'll go and start washing dishes or you'll do something half an hour later and you think oh I've got it yeah that's it so that's because your brain is relaxed and it's not thinking about what it wants to think about it's automatic it just it just appears that's your automatic thinking system one system two is more logical so for example another example would be driving a car when you first get learn how to drive a car you're in system one because everything's really hard oh i'm thinking too much gear clutch um or indicators what am i doing whereas once you pass your test you get a bit of experience on the road it becomes a system a system one yeah i think i might have got them confused a little bit system one and system two but you get the idea one's automatic thinking the other one's um, slow thinking, more logical, step-by-step. Step. It's not automatic. Yeah. So that refers to the chimp paradox. And that introduces our next character. You've got the computer. So you've got the chimp, the emotional side of the brain. You've got the human, the logical side of the brain. And you've got the computer, which is automatic thinking, which is in the... Everything that all your thoughts, your beliefs are processed in the back, your automatic thinking is the computer. Yeah? So I hope I'm making sense. So the chimp, like I said, will always react first. Your chimp is the emotional side, and all the facts of an event is perceived first by the chimp. And it's up to your human to control And get a handle and manage the chimp and he calls it boxing the chimp so he refers to boxing the chimp i always use the example of it's, it's kind of your self-talk so your chimp is your negative self-talk and i always use the example of imagine you're in a courtroom and your your self-talk your negative self-talk is the prosecution and you're the defense so whenever your, your negative self-talk says, oh, I'm rubbish at that, or um, I'm never going to be good at that job, or um, my mates are ignoring me, or I think such, such a body's fell out with me. You need a defence. You need an argument for the prosecution. And again, that's your human, based on fact. So hang on. Why do you feel like your mates are talking about you? Well, they ignored me on WhatsApp. Right, what are the facts? They didn't reply within like two seconds. They might be busy. Do you get what I mean? So we're basing it on fact, not emotion. So I liken it like a courtroom. You've got to have a defence. Whereas Dr. Steve Peters uses a boxing analogy. So he calls boxing the chimp. These are the three ways that you can manage a chimp. Boxing, exercising, and feeding the chimp. So boxing is using truth and logic, like we said with the courtroom draft, the courtroom example, using truth and logic to box the chimp. 
yeah? He's getting all emotional, the chimp's getting all emotional, he's getting reactive, and the human is boxing, dealing in facts and truth and logic. Hang on, what is really happening here? What is really going on? Look at the facts. Exercising your chimp is the next one he talks about. Exercising the chimp, and this is a, this is a great idea. I've never even I've never read about this before. I've heard about this, but exercising the chimp, and I suppose we all do it, maybe not not consciously, is letting your chimp have an exercise. So, if an event is happening and it's fucking got to you and it's it's creating loads of negative emotions and negative thoughts, take yourself off for ten minutes and let it have time to vent. A great example of this. And it's just come to me now, is, um, I can't remember who it was I was reading. And when you finish work, either sit in the car for 10 minutes before you leave to get home, or when you pull up at your house, five to 10 minutes, sit there and get rid of the vent the day out. So get rid of all the negative self-talk and that. So when you walk through your door, through the doorway of your house, that is like another kind of, another dimension so as you walk through that doorway it's a state change I'm here now I'm present I'm with my wife I'm with my kids I'm with my dog but you have time you have you vent the chimp in the five minutes sat on the drive or the five minutes once you get in your car after work vent the day out exercise the chimp once you walk through the door of your house it's a state change state's on point I'm present I'm here I'm not going to come in and go oh, fucking hell I guess what happened to me today Oh, Jesus Christ, this happened, that happened. And your wife's like, whoa. Or your husband's like, hang on a minute. Whoa, where's this come from? Vent, come in, be present. Yeah, that's a good analogy, walking through the door. I think it's uh, I think it was at Middleton. I spoke about that. Every door where you go through, the door to your house, the door to your car, the door to work, state change, go in, create the right energy, the right environment for that that place. So that's exercising the chimp. And the next one's feeding the chimp. And you feed the chimp by the distraction or reward. Really interesting. So distraction. And someone's used this analogy recently. My mind's all over the place today. I can't remember who's telling me stuff. From, but I think it was Paul Mort. Generalisation. A lot of young kids with... ADHD, all these like conditions where um, they can't sit and concentrate, but yet you put them in front of a computer game and they'll sit there for hours. Just thought it was a good point. Anyway, I digress. So yeah, distracting. So whether that's sitting down, even just going on YouTube, I know we talk a lot about social media and stuff, but if you're getting emotional about something and just a quick distraction going on YouTube, looking at a, a cat jumping off a 10-storey building or something, it's going to distract you from what's going on in your head and then you can get a handle on your chimp. See what I mean? Does that make sense? Another one is a reward. So Dr. Steve Peters talks about rewarding the chimp. So, so an example that I would use would be I know you're emotional, so you're talking to your chimp now, so yeah, your inner monologue is going, yeah. I know you want to react, I know you want to react, but I'm just going to go in the gym. Five, ten minutes, let me do that. 
then we'll then we'll vent. Yeah, then you can have ten minutes just on your own. He uses that example. I know that sounds a bit stupid and a little bit. Hang on, you're not going to talk to yourself like that, but your internal monologue. You could. I could say, I know you're pissed off to the chimp, yeah. But let me just go in the gym. Let me do ten minutes on the rower, and then then let's check in with you then. See how you feel. But you can almost guarantee that after that 10 minutes blowing out or doing some rolling or going jiu-jitsu or going for a run, whatever it is that you use, then your chimp probably isn't going to want to vent after that anyway. Just an interesting example in a way. So you, again, to summarise, you've got you box the chimp using truth and logic. You exercise the chimp, allow the chimp... Allow your emotional side, allow yourself talk just to be negative for five minutes, six minutes before you step through them doorways of your house or your workplace. I mean, how many people do you know? And I'm going off on a slight tangent here now. How many people do you know who bring, who bring their problems into work, into the workplace? We all probably know people like that where they turn up to work and they've got a face of thunder because of something that's happened the night before or in the morning. And they bring the problems into work. Now, using that analogy, get in your car. It's almost in reverse. You, you leave your home, you get in your car. You have five minutes just to vent the chimp. Let the chimp vent, yeah? Once you get out the car and you walk through the doorway of your work, state change. You need to be, you're in work now, you're professional. What's happened back home, leave it somewhere else, compartmentalise it. Yeah. Don't bring your problems into work, will you? It shows, though, how this book can really lend itself to the sporting world, dealing with wins and losses and performance, but it can also be used just for everyday life, like people like us, people who don't really know how the brain works, but we understand and we're, we're aware enough of things that get to us and piss us off and normal are things that we can't control this is a way and a model a useful model of just being able to get our head around that so just before we go i just want to talk about the the mindset stuff that dr steve peters goes into because this was this really interesting method did an experiment where you had to some school kids had to walk down a busy corridor and they had to imagine a certain scenario before they went down this corridor. Now, the first scenario they went down, they had to imagine that there was like, it was done in America, so they were done, they were like the, the what would you call it, the, the king of the prom, king and queen of the prom. So they had to walk down the corridor like they were the most popular kid in school. They were the football captain, all that kind of stuff, head cheerleader, whatever. Walked down the corridor and the people who were conducting the experiments actually watched for the body language and the way they interacted with people and all this. The next scenario was that they had to imagine that there was the cleaner cleaning up the corridor. They were being observed and the findings were and the body language and the, the way they held the self and the eye contact when they was walking down the corridor as the most popular kid in school, as the cheerleader, as the captain of the football team, the posture changed, 
the way they held themselves changed, the confidence level, the eye contact, the facial expressions compared to the visualisation of being the cleaner. The cleaner was hunched over, a lot more reserved, um, didn't want to really make eye contact with people. Rather than walking and making their own way through, they were, they were manoeuvring around people not to, not to bump into them or let them move out the way for them. And that was a simple mindset. Imagine yourself walking down the corridor as the captain of the football team compared to picture yourself walking down the corridor but you're the cleaner. All it was was a suggestion, a mindset shift. There is no good or bad, but thinking makes it so. William Shakespeare, fantastic quote, and it appears in Stoicism. It appears everywhere that there's people saying the same advice, just putting it into a different context so we can try and understand it. But these, these principles and concepts have been around for 2,000 years. It's crazy. That's why reading and reading books like this is so important, I think. The general kind of, the general attitude is that we finish school, we go into adulthood, and that's it, we've learnt everything we don't learn anymore. We should be constantly striving to learn more. And like Bruce Lee said, all knowledge ultimately leads to self-knowledge. The more we learn, the more we learn about ourselves. It's crazy. Again, the, the, the chimp is the worrier, is the worrier in the, in the brain. And the Mark Twain quote that I think is also at the front of Tim Ferriss' four-hour work week, the Mark Twain quote is that, um, paraphrasing, I've suffered a lot of tragedies in my life, none of which ever happened, meaning that the worrier of a situation was far worse than the actual reality of a situation and that's true and you can you can apply that to this this covid epidemic obviously there are people like experiencing real serious illness and people losing family members and loved ones but in terms of jobs financial hardship sometimes the worry the story that we make up in our head is often worse than the reality itself. I hope you enjoyed it. That was just the first quarter of the book, so there's so much more material that we could have we could have gone through. But that would kind of devalue the 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 book. And I want you to go and read it. I want you to read it. I want you to comment on the review what your biggest insight was. If you wouldn't mind going to all our platforms, Instagram, Facebook, follow us. Leave a, leave a review on iTunes, we're on Spotify, like the YouTube video, we're all over the place. I'm trying to grow, trying to grow incremental gains through these book reviews, through podcast interviews. Again, I'm not here to give out advice, I'm really just talking to myself. I'm trying to learn, I'm trying to get better, I'm trying to improve upon every day, I'm trying to get better every day, even if that's just 1% better every day and I'm using stuff that help me and if it can help me I'm just like you it can help you too hopefully if you let it
and you do the work. Anyway, I'll catch you again.